listening to The Atomic Geeks, a podcast covering movies, TV, comic books, video games, and everything in between. So geeky. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Atomic Geeks. For those of you counting, this is episode 31. I'm your host, sitting in my big, comfy, lazy boy with a bucket-sized thing of popcorn and a huge Pepsi the size of my head, Andrew Bloom. Let's see who else we have around the theater. Oh, hello, Internet. It's uh, Christian in the theater wing of my basement in Oakville, and I'm clutching a cold can of Boris Bold. And more importantly, this is probably the most highest alcohol volume beer I've had thus far on this podcast. 8.6% extra strong beer from France. It is from Mike. France. Excellent. Mike Downs here uh, in my home theater in a closet in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm drinking a uh, Sergeant Rosie's Hip Hop Baru is what I'm calling that. Uh, and there you go. <laughs> hey, 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 it's uh, Michael D. Giovanni. I just got kicked out of a porno theater in Toronto, but I am enjoying a Mill Street Belgium wit. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, this week's episode. Um, I am actually drinking a giant Diet Pepsi. Surprise, surprise. Um, is it as big are, as your head, though? It, it is. It is. I, I actually, there is the Bloom head size cup now out at 7-Eleven. It's, <laughs> uh, it's quite large. It's 700 ounces. And it, so hairy. Yes. It, it comes ma- with extra hair. <laughs> it makes the big gulp look like a fucking Dixie cup is what you're saying. It's a, th- it's a thimble, really. Um <laughs> What is the obsession with the huge freaking soft drinks? I don't get that. Who needs well, this much Mountain Dew? I mean, who exactly. really needs this much pop? Really? <laughs> um, okay, before we uh, before we get going on today's topic, um, I'm going to throw out there, I have a feeling I know what's going to come up, but who's got some geek news? I do, I do. Um, <laughs> at the time of this recording, there was some uh, monumental geek news, so it's to no surprise that uh, we had to throw this out. It's true, fans. Uh, Disney has actually purchased Marvel Entertainment, which I think was for a resounding $4 billion, and I'm doing my Dr. Evil there. Uh, so that's quite massive in not just the world of geekdom. It's big. It's massive in the terms of entertainment you know this is and kind of came completely out of nowhere i don't think anyone even had any speculated thought that this was going to happen so it's there it is it's a major entertainment conglomerate there disney now owns the entire all the intellectual properties of marvel entertainment so what do you think guys i think like this is huge obviously i don't know whether or not um it was a good deal I, I've I've read online that that they actually paying four billion dollars for Marvel is actually a pretty darn good deal uh, because of all the properties and all the the Marvel Studios and everything that they have. But my question is: Is Disney gonna make Marvel suck now? I'm gonna say no, uh, like because obviously the whenever the the when I saw this on Twitter, you know, the obvious initial thought is to go, oh, my God, Mickey Mouse meets Spider-Man. But let's Disney is a huge, if not one of the the largest entertainment companies 
on the fucking planet. You know, these are the guys that uh, have Pixar, uh, Disney owns major movie studios. I think this in terms of uh, licensing and opportunity for Marvel is pretty awesome. It just sounds I think you can't get that stigma of the magic fucking kingdom out of your head when you think of Disney. It is a small okay. Uh, can, let, let me jump in here. Um, uh, I don't. I. 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 I think this is a, a big mistake, um, and I'll tell you my main reason of thinking so is um, Marvel has done an amazing job recently in turning their properties into uh, films and franchises. I mean, we're only just really tipping the iceberg of the amount of revenue. Uh, that these things are going to generate long term. So in terms of the $4 billion, I think it is a steal. And what I think is going to happen and, and why this is a mistake is because Marvel did that by being pretty much a one to two, three-man operation. Um, and the reason why DC hasn't been able to do that is because they're a part of a massive conglomerate Warner Brothers. Yeah. And so I think that when that happens to Marvel, you're going to have the same thing happen. And I'll tell you my other concern is not so much about Mickey Mouse, but Disney – Man is fucking white bread as fucking shit. Uh, you know what's when what's her name? Billy Ray Cyrus is uh, Miley, Miley Cyrus is off doing shit, wearing you know sl- sl- short tops and shit. You know she got in shit for that. And the other thing is to your uh, Mike, not to argue with you, Mike, but in terms of other things that I don't agree with is um, Pixar wanted out of that Disney deal like motherfuckers and only got back uh, coached back in. Um, you know upon resigning. So I don't think. I don't think it's all shiny, happy, and cheery over at at Disney. And I think that, um, unfortunately, we're going to see a lot, a lot, a lot of kids-based comic book movies. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. As opposed to The Dark Knight. I have to – I got to disagree on that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is Miramax not a Disney-owned studio? When you actually look in the fucking parent company, Miramax falls under that umbrella, I'm pretty sure – People are thinking of your to quote Miley Cyrus. That is the Disney proper. Remember this parent, this holding company has uh, there, there is a lot of pieces to it. So it's not just the Disney channel. Like, so I understand that nervousness of going, Oh, we're going to water down. I think the, the AOL time Warner deal with, uh, with DC comics, you're only claiming the mistakes that DC has done wrong on a couple movies. Remember, DC cr- had the super uh, Superman movie and Batman movies, which led the charge of the film. You're just talking about recently, you know. And I, and I understand that, uh, you know, the Warner Brothers, AOL, Time Warner, maybe didn't have their ducks in a row, and maybe kind of went, "Wow, okay, we need to kind of clean up our superhero." Uh, the, like in terms of film properties, but they're in the process of doing that. I do agree. Marvel Studios was doing a great job, but I just think in terms of the way the business is moving, the what the uh, in terms of what Disney can bring them in terms of more TV exposure for cartoons, uh, increased uh, in terms in terms of. Uh, DVD licensing, video game licensing. Well, they're just they're just bigger, and that's that's, that's what it is. I understand the, they have a larger web presence. Disney, on. no, but the, you yeah. know what the other thing is though is Disney ain't going to be putting out comic books. They're going to take all those uh, uh, 
characters, and they're going to be, te- sure, TV shows, G-rated TV shows, and, and, and maybe there'll be a couple that go to Miramax. I don't think a lot of them. And, the, and they're going to make millions of fucking toys, so my action figure collection will go. But you're going to see, uh, is this the death knell of the single-issue comic no, book? I, I, there's I, no, because there's no way they're going to suspend. But then you could, you could have said that when fucking uh, when Warner Brothers got a hold of DC Comics. I'm pretty sure the Marvel like publishing is going to be kept rather autonomous. That, that DC's not going to walk in there and go, Joe Quesada, you're fired, and let's give up on these 22-page comic books. I think the the deal was born out of the the demand for film and video game. I think and the licensing of toys to your to your point, comic books that is far down the road in terms of their of of what they're looking at i i they're going to leave the actual publishing the way it is i'd be very surprised if they didn't the, the right. first and thing I, they do like i'm is, saying hold on, i can hold on understand hold on, concerns um so the only thing mike i, I think that um, a big company like that comes in. The first thing they do is they're going to look at the most least profitable divisions, and that's going to be the comic book written issue. So I think whether it's six months or two years down the road, I don't think you're going to see written comic books in and around as much. I just think that they're a huge, huge company, and I think that they're going to look to make you know, decisions. I think that's where that's going to go. I think like like I was trying to kick in before. Like I, I get what Downs is saying, and I think that my fear would be uh, when it comes to the film properties and having m- more input by the bigger brother or the bigger conglomerate um, saying, you know, putting their own producers on it or, or things like that. I don't know. And I, I don't, I'm not going to pretend that I understand the, the intricacies of this deal because maybe Marvel is, is, is being left um, to their own devices. And uh, I would hope so. I would at least hope that they'd stay that way. Yeah, and that's you know I agree too, and I mean I down all, all of the points you said downs are completely valid. There's concern that it's like oh shit, now Marvel's going to have Big Brother, you know Big Brother Walt looking yeah. over and controlling everything. I'm looking at it from a from a mass ability to distribute and do things bigger, you know. And Disney's done a lot of things right, you know, like for all yeah. you know for, as G-rated and you know uh, Berenstein Bears. Like, you know, besides that shit, like they've done a lot of things right. So I'm trying to think of this positively in terms of and, and to know it really when you it's not that different than what DC Comics and the AO, uh, AOL Time Warner deal. So it's not like so out of left field that it's like, holy shit, what's going on? A comic company has been absorbed by this major parent company. This is, you know, DC's lived it. And they're still producing comics. They're still making pretty good cartoons and action figures. So I don't think you're going to get, you know, all, your Namor is going to turn into the Little Mermaid. <laughs> all right. Well, and, and, and all I'm going to say is my, the only point that I like to make is that finally my dreams of uh, Darkwing Duck joining the Avengers can finally come true. <laughs> <laughs> We've been holding out for that. So, um, no, I think overall it's just, it's it came as a surprise. I had no idea this was even in the works. But let's, uh, without further ado, let's get on to our topic today. Um, as uh, the title says, this is another exciting episode of Trailer Talk. Uh, we did this before. I can't remember. It was way back episode eight or something like that. Um, but the difference is this time it's going to be a supersized double issue. Um, so let's let, let's get right to it. What we're going to do it's it's pretty simple. There are a lot of trailers out there for upcoming fall and uh, 
Christmas and some um, 2010 movies. We've all taken the time to look at them. And now we're going to talk about them. So it makes it makes perfect sense. Um, let's get started. So uh, the first movie let's take we're going to take a look at is Sherlock Holmes. Uh, this is a film adaptation by Guy Ritchie of uh, Arthur Conan Doyle's uh, fictional character of the same name. And uh, it's starring Robert Downey Jr. as uh, Sherlock and Jude Law as Watson. This film set to be released Christmas Day, 2009. Um, so is everyone taking a look at this trailer? Yes, sir. And Dijo, yeah. since you spoke first, what do you think? Well, you know, the, on paper, when, I, when you hear about this film, it definitely sounds interesting you know you've got a, a really good casting with robert downey jr who's so hot right now uh thanks to iron man and you know jude law as, as you mentioned as watson and you know guy Ritchie finally getting his hands on a big uh a big screen big studio film project but i gotta tell you i found this trailer pretty fucking disappointing i didn't think it was bad per se but i kind of was like yeah you know beyond just going Yep, there's Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes, and there's, you know, uh, Jude Law, and yep, okay, they're calling each other back in, you know, Sherlock Holmes times, Victorian age. I just kind of went, it, did, it didn't really show me anything that really compelled me to want to see it. It seemed like kind of the same old, same old. There was some standard, you know, recycled humor, like the kick in the balls and the, ooh, big guy has a giant weapon, and I pull out, and all I have is a small little hammer. Oh, like, it's kind of some stuff that I went, yeah, kind of pedestrian humor. And I, I, I just was sort of like, I hope this, it, there's a lot of potential with this film, but I got to admit, for it's the first look at it, I thought it was sort of, eh, a little yeah. disappointing, I got to admit. I would, I, I, I'm going to say, like, I, I disagree. I, I see your points about it. But just the fact, probably seeing Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, who hasn't been in a movie for a while, I like him as an actor, and Guy Ritchie, who I love as a director, um, seen in this, I was, I was like, okay, I'm going to see this, before even the trailer got going. Um, and then reading more on it, I, I'm becoming more excited about it, but I see what you mean. Like, the trailer itself doesn't necessarily sell it, except for this is a Sherlock Holmes um, that... Is see, looks like he's going to see a little more action and maybe has more of a bohemian look to him than the original whatever. What are those hats that Sherlock uh, always wears? I don't know those. What are those? Yeah, what are, they're I called think Sherlock that's... home hats, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I always think um, of Snoopy with those hats. And, and no, what? Snoopy, anyway, and no, and no pipe either. It looks like no Mershom pipe. It it almost looks like they've taken the. Uh, the uh, Jack Sparrow, Sparrow character and uh, given it to Robert Downey Jr. to play Sherlock Holmes in it. But I think some of the fight scenes look pretty good and, and, and some of the references they've made is saying like the old Sherlock Holmes used to always talk about like um, the, the fight, like, uh, you know, a quote from it, like, if I hadn't been such an expert in short stick uh, fighting, I would have died in that. And usually they talk about it and what they're saying is in this movie, they're actually going to show it. They're actually going to we're going to see some of the action. So, um, although I agree the trailer, maybe not awesome. I want to see this movie. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. And I'll just to make, to clarify my point, it's not that I thought it was bad. I just thought it was sort of lackluster for all the talent that's involved in this film. I agree with you on paper. 
I want to see the movie when you actually, if you read the news about it, you're like, Oh fuck, that sounds like all the fucking ducks are in a row. But when you finally got your first glimpse at it, I was kind of like, eh, it's a little standard. I didn't look at anything in that trailer and make me go, wow, that looks fucking awesome. It was sort of just, okay. Like a lot of, you know, like I, a lot of standard stuff. Like I didn't yeah, like I, the screaming of homes and, you know, jumping out of explosions and things like that. Uh, one of the one things I did like about it, what the trailer kind of showed me, was that obviously they're trying not to follow the typical, the stereotypical uh, thoughts about what Sherlock Holmes and Watson should be. So I like the fact that uh, Jude Law as Watson seems like a bit of a bit of a badass, so to speak. You know, he's yeah. kind of a, like you know, you always your your typical thoughts on Watson. He's like this short, tubby kind of fat guy with you know glasses. He has to adjust every time he's looking at things. Just a big buffoon right. compared to Holmes. Where in this case he doesn't like taking any shit from Holmes and he doesn't like to be with him they're coming like the the modern day odd couple in Victorian times of uh, detective work you know wow that, modern, oh, that, modern was, day that was Victoria times. modern day Victoria times <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> I, I totally agree what I'm picking up what you're putting down Christian um, I don't really like Jude Law as an actor um, but I thought he's more like uh, you know uh, you know if if uh, if Holmes is like the rock star, you know, uh, Watson's the guy who's got to clean up after him, put up with his shit, but like a bodyguard. And I'm like, that's a great, uh, you know, rendition. I, this whole thing is, this ain't your daddy Sherlock Holmes. And that's what I think the trailer is meant to show. I think they're, they're working against a pretty stereotypical version of a character. Mm-hmm. So they came out with, this is going to be a blockbuster. Let's show action, action, action. I agree. There was nothing in that made me say, oh, well, actually, the one thing I thought was very cool was when he, um, He's obviously looking for someone, how the buddy escaped or whatever, and he puffs the, the uh, smoke and it goes through the hole in the crack, like the crack in the wall. I love that. I love, I, I, I love when you see like modern day like CSI t- or types of things like that in, the, in that Victorian time. It reminds me of like um, Anthony Hopkins in like Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? Like this hard drinking, hard living, you know, uh, hero, if you will, from, from that time. And I just thought, I, I, I'm excited by it. I don't think I was quite disappointed by it. I thought it looks good. Though. Oh, then the other thing I, I love, I love, uh, what's his name? The director. Guy uh, Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Love all of his movies, except for the Madonna one. And uh, the fight scene totally reminds me of Brad Pitt's fight scene in uh, Snatch. Uh, Snatch. Yeah. And so I was just like, I don't know. I'm like, uh, I, 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 even his most recent one, Rock and Roll, I, I love his work, and I, I totally trust that it's going to be a good movie. I, I wasn't let disappointed with it, but now that you're bringing it up, I, I guess, yeah, it didn't necessarily knock me on my ass. See, and, that's, and I mean, when I think of the film, hey, man, I, I, I think there's a shitload of potential, and I do like Guy Ritchie, and I like that he's doing something sort of against type, that he's getting his chance to kind of work totally. on a big project. I, yeah. I like all the ingredients, and I agree with you guys. I like the interpretation of the like the way that they're going with Holmes and Watson. I think all that's clever, but if I think of just this as a two-minute trailer – in terms of promoting and our first glimpse at the film, I, I really don't think this was the best cut of a trailer. I certainly hope there's better footage than what they showed because right. a lot of this just seemed like we've seen a lot of it before. It just, you know, well, I think too, when you think of Guy Ritchie, you think of pretty cool, slick movies who, you know, a guy who cuts pretty decent trailers and stuff like that. So yeah, maybe, 
maybe a little disappointed when you think of who it is. If you just you look at it, it has everything there. Like you're saying, it has everything there you, that you want to see. It's got the actors, it's got the directors, it's got the characters. Okay, good. But yeah, give me a little more flash. Give me a little more something. Or wow. Well, I, I, I was like, looking forward to the one thing it didn't seem to show is it didn't show any menace. Like, what's the? Vi- I didn't see the villain. I didn't see the. Like, that's what I kind of wanted to wasn't see. That what uh, that the dark-haired guy? Yeah, escapes. That's it. Just to me, it seemed like I. Mm-hmm. I know they're trying to do a bit of a reinterpretation of uh, of Sherlock Holmes, but it's you know I thought it was really heavy on the 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 guy Ritchie sort of shots and you know a lot of explosions as christian mentioned the jump yeah. you know jumping in slow motion but i was kind of like where's the mystery and the in the mood and the in the villain and the man I, I i don't know i just didn't my personal opinion was i thought this was a subpar trailer for what i'm hoping will be a pretty decent movie i haven't yeah. lost faith in the movie i just thought maybe, the tra- trailer was like man maybe at this point they're counting a bit uh, too much on the fact that Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law and Guy Ritchie are together making a film rather than looking at what the film's going to be. And doing. that's going to sell the fucking movie. There's no yep. question about it. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. alone was going to probably carry the majority of that that load. But, you know, uh, like, so I'm not sure that they needed to put together, a, you know, with an absolutely dynamite fucking trailer, but it was a little bit, I don't know. I just expected a bit more. Is Jude Law even a selling point for a movie anymore? I mean, honestly, when I look at that guy sometimes, I think I just want to give him a slap in the face and watch him in the film. He's got a good voice for voiceover work, but yeah, I don't know whether or not he's a seller for movies anymore. Yeah, I I don't think we we could call, and I hope, Jude, if you're listening, I'm sorry, (laughs) uh, but I don't think... He's necessarily A-list anymore. I don't think you would consider him A-list. Cut Jude Law throwing his teacup down on the friggin' carpet. <laughs> damn those tossing! Those are some of the geeks will do the day. I would his, have a word with that boy. Turning to his manager. Turning to his manager, find the atomic geeks and kill them! <laughs> I want their heads. Yeah, uh, and if I can just go back on the whole Watson comments, they I did read that they're saying they're they are breaking the mold of Watson, and even in the the stories, he's supposed to be ex-military. He's a doctor. He's all these things, but he was always kind of this bumbling idiot. No, he, he's got all these qualifications. Make him a cool, at least someone who would have all those qualifications. So yeah, I like I the little that, bit where uh, Holmes is trying to pick the lock and he just freaking kicks it in. That was pretty neat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's that he's that like more like bodyguard, you know, protector of this, you know, bit of a fuck up, but also a bit of a genius. Right. Like, so he's yeah. almost like a, his roadie, if you will. <laughs> he, he, if he's the rock star, then yes. <laughs> See, I was I, you, you remember you said that downs. You just kind of remember, went, I remember I, back that time that when you said that <laughs> I say he was a roadie. No, I said he's kind of like his roadie to your point. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> or like not like not like the roadie, but like in, in I read a lot of rock star documentaries and they have these guys, these motherfuckers, big motherfuckers who are responsible for kind of taking care of them and shit, and that's what this guy's like. Like Brett right? Michaels has Big John. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, there's plenty of women on the bus for Sherlock Holmes right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I can just I'll throw in the, the premise of the film for, for those uh before we move on to our next one. But like we're saying, this one's set in eighteen ninety one. Revolves around Holmes and Watness, uh, and Watness and Watson. They've even changed uh, his name to make him more gritty, to make him cooler. Uh, stopping a conspiracy to destroy Britain, which is not that far off. Um, and then the the villain in it is Lord Blackwood, who promises to he will return from the dead to exact his revenge as he's being led to the gallows. 
Um, this is set in the UK, filmed mostly filmed in the UK, and cost about eighty million dollars to make. So it's relatively cheap. Well, you've ruined I, the whole I, movie for me now. I'm not even going to see it. That <laughs> <laughs> it's been totally spoiled. They're in Britain. Oh, no. oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's go. Uh, let's go from that one into another fictional character. Uh, this movie is set to release March fifth, two thousand and ten. Um, it's a movie directed by Tim Burton. It's Alice in Wonderland. Um, this is starring uh, Johnny Depp and uh, Helena Bonham Carter. Um, kind of a weird trailer and i just wanted to <laughs> throw this one in. it's the least i can say i remember i saw this thing and i'm like what's with johnny what? Depp tim burton has a weird movie trailer holy I, no you know way. it's so strange tim burton i thought was such a straight-laced regular type of director um no like i say it's no surprise when tim burton's tied to something that things are going to be unique um but this looks uh Really cool with the live action and, and motion capture technology that they're using in this one. Uh, let's start out with you, Christian. Tell me what you think. Uh, well, I do agree with you. It's weird. But again, it, it's, it's Tim Burton directing this uh, movie, so it all makes sense. Um, <clears throat> point of interesting fact about this uh, production is that this is the seventh time that uh, Tim Burton and Johnny Depp have worked together uh, mm-hmm. on a film. Another thing uh, I didn't realize about this film was when I was doing the research is that technically, apparently, this is uh, kind of almost like a sequel to Alice yeah, in Wonderland. Yeah. It's actually Alice returning years later when she's like uh, 19 or something like that. Well, I didn't she, know that. Yeah, and, yeah she has a, and she has a vague recollection of being there before. So oh. I guess so. I, I, I don't think it's going to follow in the typical Lewis Carroll, like the original story. I think it's kind of like it's a story of its own. But the most important thing I did notice, so when I saw um, <clears throat> Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter in this in this trailer, if if I didn't know it was Johnny Depp to begin with, I swear to God, I would have said for sure that it was Elijah Wood because that's what he looks like in this freaking makeup. You know why? Because he's got those huge freaking eyes, like Elijah Wood does in Lord of the Rings. Those I don't know if they digitally enhance them, but his eyes are twice the size of any normal human. Like Elijah Wood, whatever movies. And he always looks around like he's fascinated with every fucking thing, you know. <laughs> Boy, I'm sure I'm tired. That pillow looks very interesting. It's because he's totally stoned. He's on acid all the time. I know. He's so doe-eyed, eh? Yeah. <laughs> all I remember from uh, uh, from Lord of the Rings, a vision of him is just him always going, oh, Sam. And <laughs> eyes so fucking very, big like saucers. <laughs> or you like you say, very gay looking all the time. <laughs> oh, Sam Wise Gamgee. <laughs> The uh, but this this is uh, well Disney. Um, I don't think they had to buy Marvel to get the rights to this one. But this is going to be released in in three D and, and two dimensional. Like you can see a lot of the stuff in the trailer that's going to be thrown at you in three in three dimension. Um, it's very bright, very colorful. But I bet you it's not going to be uh, directed at kids. No. And here's another Atomic Geek tip. Uh, don't take any acid or peyote before you see this. I'm pretty Again. sure it do a good job on its own or at all. <laughs> I think that's exactly what you do. Um, you, you, know, you know, for me, this uh, when I looked at this, uh, it looks like a Tim Burton film starring Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it'll probably be a huge success. I don't know if it really did anything for me. Um, I don't really give two fucks about Alice in the Wonderland. Um, that big cat looks a little bit freaky. Um, I don't know. It just I was like, yeah, it looks exactly like. I mean, I like a couple of. I like the the uh, 
I remember before Christmas. That was Tim. That was Johnny Depp, right? It's it's basically um, Tim Burton kind of put his gothy kind of like artsy fartsy typical shit he's done in his other movies twist on Alice in Wonderland. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's the exact same thing that that he always does. Some people like that. I like it for a couple movies, but it's getting a little bit old for me personally. Yeah. I don't think I'll see that. Yeah, I, like don't you kind of sit there and go, "Okay, Tim Burton, I get it. You're fucked up and you like weird things and you've got this dark style that you always use. Like he has this weird it's dark yet lots of bright colors that flash through it. I I don't know whether or not like I like I like you're saying Downs. I, I don't know whether or not I'm going to have to run out and see this movie. You know, if I think based on just seeing this trailer, I think I, I, could, I can confidently say this is probably one of his most uniformly colorful movies he's ever done. I mean, in Edward Scissorhands, there's a lot of primary colors, solid colors. But throughout the entire film, it looks like there's actually more color than I've ever seen in any of his movies. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not Dark Knight or Batman. I mean. or, it was, or what was that one where they did with the Headless Horsemen? Yeah, yeah. Sleepy I mean, Hollow. Sleepy Hollow, and then they did the Demon Barber of... You know what I mean? Like he's done. It's I mean, he's definitely done some dark stuff. I'll jump in here. You know this. I mean, Tim Burton is weird. I mean, there's no question about that, that you you know that he's not going to make, you know, a fucking romantic comedy. And I think this is once again is perfect subject matter for Tim Burton. So I think I'm going to be a little on the outside of you guys yet again uh, and say, I thought this looked fucking great for an Alice in Wonderland movie and, you know, the trippy aspects, elements of it, day glow. This is perfect. This is right up Tim Burton and Johnny Depp territory. I think uh, it's I mean, this is not my favorite subject matter, just like when I saw the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Not that I was, you know, banging the doors down at the theater to go see that, but that just felt right and it felt appropriate and if they were going to redo that uh for a new audience and put a a new spin on it these are the right guys to do it i think there's a lot to like in this trailer i think it's uh incredible the art direction is you know awesome like we've mentioned in all of uh tim burton's stuff i mean there there seems to be you know cgi i think there's a bit i I think i heard somewhere that there's also a, a claymation involved similarly to what they did with the uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and actors, obviously. So it's like a blend of all three. I think to me, I think this is going to be uh, trippy fun. And I think and that's what a fucking Alice in Wonderland movie should be well, like. Yeah. And I, I don't think well, any of us were saying it didn't look Alice in Wonderlandy. It looked very Alice in Wonderland. I think what we're saying is I'm afraid to go see it because I'll be messed up. But, you know, like, it's just, I think I'm just saying, not necessarily my cup of tea, but yeah, does it look like Alice in Wonderland? Oh, shit, yeah, this looks exactly like Alice in Wonderland should. So you're yeah, telling so me you guys are not, in, you would not want to see this? Is that no, what you're I, You're putting words in my, my in I said mouth. we, I didn't say Christian. I said, yeah, I'm you're saying. You're putting words true. in my mouth. I can feel them right here. Um <laughs> <laughs> I did not, at one point that I say that I did not want to see this movie. I was basically commenting on how it's very it echoes the type of movie that Tim Burton makes, and 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 so on and so on. I mean, granted, I mean it doesn't float my boat that much. I mean, I'm not going to go to the theater and see it. You don't go I mean, to see, see anything, anything in the theater. I know, but I mean, this specifically, I ain't going to see in the theater. All right. To, to go on that point too, I, I I won't go see this. Um, and to your point, Mike, about Charlie and Charlie, Charlie and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I agree. These are the right guys to tackle just like that. And I didn't fucking like that movie either when I saw it. Um, I, I just don't. I, I don't know that whole trippy reflection on childhood. Uh, 
stories. I guess I'm just not really digging, but it's right up these two guys. Yeah, and I see, I agree with that. It's like, this is, I mean, this is not like my must-go-see film, but this done in 3D, that that's worth, I mean, we think we talked about this on a previous podcast, or maybe we talked about it on our the AtomicGeeks.com website, is that this is something that drives you to go to the theater. This is a theater experience movie. It's in fucking 3D. It's going to have crazy unique visuals. I think, like, I, I will go see this in the theater. Like, I think uh, Tim Burton is that type of director just in terms of the creativity of him. And, I mean, obviously, I always like Johnny Depp, and he does really, you know, you know kind of bizarre characters whenever he's working with – well, he always does bizarre characters. Yes. But especially when he's with t- uh, Tim Burton, he channels God knows what. I mean, but – I think this looks like the type of movie that was designed to get your ass into a theater. Well, I'll say, like, as we said, Tim Burton's weird. Johnny Depp is weird. He's a weird guy. But um, I'm kind of the opposite of Christian, where I tend to see everything in the theater. So for me to say I'm not going to is probably a false statement. When it does come around and I'm sitting around, it's March 5th, 2010, I'll probably want to go see it because, well, I want to go to this movies. Um, but do I look at this and think this is right up my alley? Is this exactly what, exactly what I want to see? No, not really. I do after reading a little bit more. Um, excuse me, and, and finding out, like Christian said, that this is years after the first two adventures, and Alice is 19 years old, and you know she's about to get engaged and runs away, following the White Rabbit, and ends up back in the hole, back in Wonderland. I kind of like the idea that it's a new take on it with a new story. Um, Instead of the old ones, because never really was a big Alice in Wonderland. But Alice in Wonderland is classic fantasy, man. It is. Mm -hmm. If you like Neil Gaiman, he it is largely what he quotes as one of the most influential sources for his writing style. Like there is like uh, Alice in Wonderland is a goddamn good little piece of fantasy. And I think I mean, I I was I'm kind of intrigued about because I had no clue about that. Thanks to the tip from Christian there. But like that, this was a quasi continuation of that story. But I think, you know, I, I, I it's not necessarily the top of my list, but it's the subject matter that I'm interested in. I mean, as far as, you know, uh, paying four hundred dollars at whatever you have to pay to go to a fucking movie now uh, to go to go see. So, I, I mean, I'm down for this. Right. Well, if I wasn't too busy trying to perpetuate the human species, um, I... Actually, I somebody called and said, please stop. We don't want any more Christians out there. <laughs> uh, but just to reiterate, I mean, this movie's going to be successful, you know, no matter what. I mean, exactly. basically, friggin' Tim Burton at this point now has got a legion of friggin' black leotard, uh, beret-wearing, cigarette-smoking friggin' fans that'll pile in to see this movie. But, I, again, I'm, I'll, I'll repeat myself. I think it looks like an interesting movie. Uh, if, if I could go to the movie at any time, this wouldn't be the one I would see. I can wait till I see it on, on Blu-ray. So, okay, well, moving on from Alice in, Alice in Wonderland, let's go to another uh, adaptation of a book. But this time it's uh, with a human that looks like a character now. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Peter Jackson. Since he's lost all the weight, he kind of looks a bit strange. But his new movie called The Lovely Bones. Um, This one is set for release on December 11th of this year. And uh, like I said, Peter Jackson directs it. And uh, I can't even pronounce the actress's uh, name. Sarah Ronan as Susie Salmon, Rachel Weisz, and Mark Wahlberg. Um, That surprised me the most about this trailer. 
What, Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, well, just the fact. Well, first of all, A, I'll admit that I knew nothing about this movie uh, until I actually saw the trailer. And the very fact I saw Mark, I don't know what it was, but seeing Mark Wahlberg playing a dad just seemed kind of odd to me. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think that's a role he's played yet. And just the very fact of him actually being a father seems kind of odd to me. He's, you know getting, he's sort of getting to that age. You know what's weird, though? The original actor for that was Ryan Gosling. That's, an, uh, that's actually true, and Gosling dropped out of it. So that's even really? stranger, I think, because that's going – he he's even seems younger than Mark Wahlberg. And the funniest thing is Mark Wal- Wahlberg's haircut in this trailer. Well, Gosh. he's got to look mature. You know, he's a dad, isn't it? Yes. It's, uh, it's set in the 70s, is it not? Oh, yeah, it's 1973. It's actually uh, December 6, 1973. This girl is raped and murdered by her neighbor, George Harvey, who's played by uh, Stanley Tucci, who's a good actor. Um, And the weird thing about this that I didn't even expect until watching the trailer is that the the girl in it, Susie, who's murdered, is caught in what they call the in-between, which is like this heaven-like place where she can observe her family as they grieve for her. It's this really weird... um, surreal type reality that that she's wandering around in it looks like something definitely different for peter jackson that's where the peter jackson kind of like uh uh quotient part of the equation comes in because i'm starting to watch this movie like and of course now there's this new trend now i guess where directors and actresses introduce their own trailers like here's peter jackson hello here's my trailer hope you enjoyed blah 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 why peter jackson's (laughs) directing this cry out loud and then it's the trailer starts and it's like wow this is kind of like doesn't seem anything fantastical. It seems like a kind of a typical kind of uh, typical kind of regular, uh, yeah. ordinary film. Like it was kind of reminding me of the Ice Storm a little bit. And then all of a sudden, no, she gets raped and murdered. I go, wow, Peter Jackson directed this. I ask myself this again. And then all of a sudden, and then she goes into the in between. I go, oh fuck. Well, here it goes. Now here comes the Peter Jackson <laughs> part of it. You know, all the fancy right. trees in the perfect world and all that shit. I got it. Well, you know what? It, uh, it's interesting. Um, is that on one hand, it's like a Mystic River uh, movie is is the 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 abduction and rape of this girl, and then ultimately the finding of the killer. That's like a mystery part of the film. And then there's this whole other fantastical element thrown in, which I, I don't know if I'm sold on yet. It's interesting to, to kind of Mike's point with Alice in Wonderland. It's that's kind of got some. You know, a young girl going on a journey, very similar. I, I don't know if I'm sold on it. It looked interesting. I, again, I didn't know Peter Jackson had done this, and I, I agree. And it was interesting to see him a lot skinnier it's than he def- was last time I saw It's definitely a, a very contrast in two different locations. You know, this in-between and, like, 1970s whatever, friggin' winter Ohio, wherever the hell it is. Because I, mean, I, yeah. I got to be honest. You know, I thought it was funny. It was a little, you know, slightly pompous to have, hello, uh, film fans, I'm Peter Jackson. I've just been on SlimFast and I've made a new movie. So, to, But you know what? It feels like they almost needed to put his face on this, this thing because I think people would have no interest in this movie if they didn't know that Peter Jackson was involved. I, I got to be honest. For I, I really appreciate and, you know, and understand that he spent a, close to a fucking decade making the Lord of the Rings films, and that's, you know probably took a lot out of him and he wanted to do something you know i'm using air quotes here smaller as as smaller as a film i get that um the i gotta tell you one thing that also surprised me about this trailer though was how much fucking information they gave away about the fucking movie like they had to show us the fucking killer like they revealed that i was like 
okay, man, I kind of hate this movie trailer here. There's they're showing us the goddamn whole movie. Like we, there, there's no mystery to who killed her, and they're showing us there's a good portion of the film where they're wondering who did it, who did it, them running and you know right. crying and smacking tables. But it's like you see it's Stanley Tucci at the end of the fucking trailer. It's like right. I don't know. I I kind of agree with Downs here a little bit where I don't know if I'm sold on the the in between. It feels you know it it it's Peter Jack. Jackson E, if that's a word. I mean, I get that that's familiar territory for him, but I'm I'm not sold yeah. on this yet. No, I'll I don't say that. Think. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll say that. No, that's not a word. But um, check it like, out. Look at dictionary.com. I'm, I'm assuming that like there's got to be more to this movie than just the fact that this girl was raped and killed, and it was their neighbor it's and it not. was Stanley Tucci. Well, you haven't seen it yet. I'm hoping that there's more to the film. <laughs> no, I think Down knows. He knows a lot. <laughs> that's he right. does. He does. No, Peter Jackson and I are buddies. <laughs> he does. He does know a lot. But uh, like that's what I'm. I'm hoping. That's the same thing. I'm like, I can't stand when they give away the whole thing in the trailer. I understand the the audience is obviously going to know about it right from the get go in the movie. Okay, that's the killer. Oh, it's sad to see the family go through this. And, and but even have- at, and the end of the trailer, they show Mark Wahlberg running after his daughter in the in-between for crying out loud. Yeah, like, why did they yeah. need to... What was even the point of fucking having to show Stanley Tucci's character in that fucking trailer? Like, Stanley Tucci ain't gonna sell this goddamn movie. You've already got Peter Jackson's fat head fucking telling you at the beginning. They're that they're selling it based on it's him. It's his first film. You know, you know so, what... Uh, you know what he should have done when he introduced his show? He said, I hope you like this trailer, and if you look closely, you may get some hints about my next Hobbit movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, like, I don't I, – I appreciate the fact that uh, Peter Jackson's maybe doing something a little against uh, the grain. You know, as, you, as we were said earlier about Tim Burton that, oh, he seems to kind of pick the same type of projects always. But That's right. That's a good point. It, I mean, it's, so you got to admire that, but – I, I just looked at this and it felt like kind of seen this a lot of this has been done a lot. The the, uh, you know, person being murdered and being able to go, wait, I'm not I, I can still come back at Earth and, and help the people that are still here. Solve yeah, my crime, solve the crime to my death like that's I mean, fuck, that's been done a lot of times. Well, you know, you know, what, you know what that part reminded me of is isn't there a movie with Robin Williams where his he's like in some nether region and he's trying to get back to his wife and it's like he's sailing boats across. Oh, yeah. All I'm thinking about is that fucking thing. And I'm like, again, why, why the fuck are we in the in-between? I don't know. No, but I mean, yeah. I mean or it's like he, ghost. As far as Peter Jackson is, I don't think at all that he's taken a basically a different path or stretch at all. Cause I mean, Christ sakes have, I'm assuming that half the movie is 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 takes place in this magical fantasy world that we can only dream about. You know what I mean? Well, I Mark mean, Wahlberg's name in the movie is Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I want to talk about director that freaking mixes it up. I mean, you got to look at freaking Ang Lee. There's a guy who freaking makes totally different films all the time. I don't think this is much sure. of a stretch. For no, Steve. I think that's fair, but I just think you know he's not. Uh, uh, and I should I did misquote a little bit here. Uh, Peter Jackson did make King Kong after uh, Lord of the Rings as well. So I think what my, my point was, is he, which was which was huge. which was huge. So I think he's making a smaller picture. You know what I mean? Like uh, in the sense, I agree. It's not so against type, but it is uh, him doing a, something a little bit more uh, personal, if you will. But 
I, I don't know. I, I wish we could remember what that fucking uh, mo- Robin Williams movie was where he was going through trying to find his wife. And there was, you know, Andrew- oh, Cuba Gooding Jr. was in it. Yeah. yeah. yeah his wife died and he's basically going to basically to heaven. Then he goes from heaven to hell and back or something. Fi- I think it, I yeah, think it yeah. was called. Yes, it was called uh, <laughs> Horrible. I believe that. Uh, no, I'm pretty it sure it was it. called Ridiculous Fart Noise for two minutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, so I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't. How good did that movie do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot else to this film. I think you've seen pretty much the broad strokes of it in the trailer. I think it's yeah. going to be, you know, it's not like at the end, she's going to lead the uh, in-between world in a battle against the fucking Earth. Like, there's not going to be... Middle Earth. That could be pretty cool if that happens. That would be, uh, maybe she makes an appearance in The Hobbit. <laughs> I don't know. So this was one like that, you know, it's really a... You're, you're, the hard sell is on, hey, remember, it's Peter Jackson... Uh, yeah. I'll actually be in the theater when you see it as well, if you'd like to come. I'll come to your house and drive you to the theater. That's right. And I'll buy a ticket for Julius Bones and get a ticket to The Hobbit for free. I'll fuck <laughs> Julius. What did you call the movie Downs? <laughs> what is it called? Julius Bones. The Lovely, Lovely Bones. Bones. I'm like, Julius Bones? <laughs> I don't know. That sounds I'll like, what is that like? It's almost like a uh, fast food chain of restaurants. He's going to spin off of the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Except instead of a instead of an orange cut in half, it's Peter Jackson's head that's opened up in the middle. <laughs> Would you like to sit in the dining room or the in between? Don't you remember those orange Julius stands they used to have way back when? It was like an orange oh, that was yes. cut in half and opened yes. up. Yeah, yeah, yes. Good one, Christian. Now moving, <laughs> moving. Well, let's let's go to, mall joke. <laughs> let's go to uh, to something a little a little uh, meteor, a little more blockbuster e, if that's a word. Um, it's. No. I know. <laughs> it's the movie The Surrogates, science fiction movie based on the comic book series called The Surrogates, uh, directed by Jonathan Mostow, who I don't know who he is, and stars Bruce Willis. This looks pretty good. Um, this is scheduled to be released September 25th, 2009. Uh, Mr. Downs, did you see the trailer for this? I absolutely did. Um, you know, I, uh, I I hadn't heard of this comic book, didn't know anything about this movie. I'm totally out of the loop, maybe. Um, this, so it totally blew me away. Um, the whole I, the whole concept. Uh, I guess maybe just I'll recap it quickly. You know, the whole idea that humans are all living in their houses and these surrogates are out there living the world. And my favorite scene actually in the trailer is when the woman asks him like. Uh, how long has it been since you've actually been out in the real world? You know what I mean? It's like that. Like he's the only one on the planet out there, and everyone else is surrogates. I mean, that the whole concept of that is fucking amazing. And yeah. it's clearly drawing a parallel to uh, the world of today. Now is like you know we're pretty much you know not leaving our houses and communicating via you know the internet and everything. So it's drawing parallels to that. But that you're right, it is a pretty neat concept. I will just jump back to Jonathan Mostow directed. Uh, Terminator 3, for anyone that's interested in knowing that. Never heard of that. Uh, not Salvation, the one with the blonde chick. Is that Yeah, right? the girl Terminator, the Terminatrix. That wasn't a bad movie, actually. Yeah, that was okay. I mean, I, 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 the ending, the ending was, was good. You know, where they all joined the circus? <laughs> no, but that, that whole crane, they had a big crane in that. Remember you sit in the, uh, the chase scene, and they're like, I didn't think that was a horrible That wasn't blocks. horrible. I thought, I thought that was a horrible You know what? For that, that movie... Considering James Cameron had no involvement in that movie, that was better than anyone could have thought it would have been. And plus, yeah. the Terminatrix wore red leather one piece. That was pretty hot. 
Actually, you know what? I'll tell you what. I, I just saw the new one, and I'll say it's better than that piece of garbage. Um, I don't know. That's I, a whole other discussion. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd okay. probably agree. But back to back to surrogates. <laughs> just for for those who don't know, like we're saying, humans. The year's two thousand seventeen, and humans live in their house and have these robot lookalikes that are surrogates that they control using their brain um, from home. And it's the same that whole virtual reality where you feel what they feel. Uh, you see what they see, hear what they hear, but they're strong like robot, and they can do things that you wouldn't be able to do. Well, what happens is um, the, this peaceful world, I guess, murders start to happen, and people who are at home in their safety, air quotes, uh, are starting to die when their surrogates die. And then Bruce Willis um, unlocks himself or unhooks himself from his surrogate to solve the, uh, to solve the murder. Let me me just say one thing about this movie. I would love to have been the casting director on this friggin' production. You know, basically putting an ad in the paper. Yeah, we need hot, perfect chicks uh, for this movie, so please come in and line up for interviews. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What? (laughs) We thought about this because all the surrogates, right? They're all these, like, perfect bodies, perfect people. Oh, I know. They're pretty hot. This the dirtiest one today in this episode. Thank you. <laughs> Christian needs to get laid. I hope my wife's not listening. <laughs> you know, I, I got to say, too, like getting uh, – I, I think this looks pretty cool, actually. It has sort of a uh, a little bit of a B-movie quality to it, but I mean that in a good way. Like there's – it kind of reminds me of those old great uh, era of kind of like the late 80s sci-fi movies that came around like the uh the total recalls and all that it's got that sort of feel to it and plus it has ving rames in it with awesome dreads they are tits man they like it looks awesome but the only thing i will say about this uh and this film uh, i i don't i'm not sure which one uh, you know is going to get out first but it seems to be get ready for a lot of movies where we're going to be using this idea of you know humans having to use some sort of surrogate or perhaps an avatar hint hint uh you know and then there's actually even a movie that's in theaters uh i believe now or soon called gamer with gerard butler which once again follows a bit of a similar concept that you know you live the game and you're but you put yourself out into a real world and you live it and da 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 so there's that seems to be a, a a kind of a new trend in in filmmaking so i think as long as you get your flag in now and you don't uh and you're one of the first movies that comes out where it does this so we're not completely sick of this concept it'll be okay but i think this movie looks kind of fun and the best thing is too it's got bruce willis you're getting the best of both bruce willis's when bruce kicks ass and he's in a, an action movie mode he's got no hair when he wants to do his dramatic movies he's got a fucking weave in so you're getting a little bit of both here you've got you got <laughs> bruce with hair and you got bald bruce so look out <laughs> And plus, it looks like there's a chase scene with a lot of jumping people in it, which is kind of cool, too. Yeah, this this definitely watching this reminds me of Minority Report, that the look of that the look of that film. I was impressed when I saw this like Downs. I had no idea. I hadn't read the comic book or even heard of it. I was sitting in the theater and all of a sudden, boom, this comes up. And I was just like, whoa, what is this? I didn't even know Bruce Willis was making a movie right now. Yay, because I like Bruce Willis, I like action Bruce Willis, and I like movies about robots. <laughs> so this, <laughs> I this haven't has mentioned that before. The, the I trifecta. Like robots. 
Yeah, and if they threw some kung Ninja fu robots. in there, yeah, they threw some kung fu in here, we would have the best movie of all time. I'm pretty sure that there's going to be some kung fu surrogates in the film, Bloom. You can feel There's probably going to be. There probably will be some kicking. I can imagine. There will be some kicking. Why aren't the host bodies like gelatinous giant friggin' piles of goo? You know, I mean, I guess there's got to be some kind of scientific reason for that when they do the movie. You know, like some kind of muscle therapy and massaging while they're in the friggin' cocoons. What? You know, they're you know what I mean? No, these are because not the friggin' surrogates for crying. They're, they, they when the people are sitting in those chambers for crying out loud, they're oh, not exactly right. working out. They're lying there like a lump, like all day long. Maybe they, they get the same exercise. Well, don't you remember those uh, those exercising gears where it's like you just put those little nodes on your legs and it just shocks your legs and it's a it's a perfect yeah. workout. That's probably what they're doing. Yeah, you can get surrogates now on the shopping channel and it works you out. <laughs> or you know what? What they probably even if they don't leave their house, you can get a complete full body workout by just attaching that thing to your doorknob and you lift up your leg and your right <laughs> one, two, three. The other arm. All right, back to my surrogate. Yeah, it's 2017, and they still use the door exerciser to, to stay in shape. <laughs> That's a good workout, that door exerciser, let me tell you. Yes. Yeah, you need a sturdy doorknob to make it work right, though. That's the key. <laughs> but you know what? This is the future. They'll have those doors that go... Those doors that close, they won't even have. They won't even have have doors. Or, or God forbid, you're actually attached to it, working out on that thing, and someone comes home. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, I'm working out. I told you not to come through that door. My ACL. (laughs) Well, that was definitely the last tangent I thought we'd go on on this episode. (laughs) Is there any more? No. Okay. Let's move on to the, the the next trailer we have here is a remake of a 1941 classic horror film, The Wolfman. Um, this remake is directed by Joe Johnson and stars Benicio Del Toro. And um, this was originally scheduled for November uh, 2008. It's been pushed back, and now we're looking at this for February 12, 2010. DJ, you've seen, you've seen this movie, or this, uh, this trailer. Yes, I have, sir. Um, why don't you tell me what you think? Well, you know, this was one that I kind of snuck under the radar. I didn't even really realize they were making a Wolfman, another film, remake, reinterpretation, whatever. But I got to say, I, I actually didn't mind this trailer. This one kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, I, I do think Benicio Del Toro, a little surprising as the uh, leading man in this, but I guess... Uh, uh, and but I did I I, I kind of thought the mood of this and the look of it looked pretty cool. I thought uh, you know it seemed appropriately dark and uh, and gritty. I I don't know I, I I this trailer actually impressed me because I wasn't expecting much out of it, and I think the tone of the film looks pretty cool. And uh, is Anthony Hopkins in this as well? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So and you know yeah. Anthony Hopkins fighting monsters is always a good thing. So like uh, I, I mean I enjoyed it. I, I have to say, when I first saw it, and Benicio del Toro walks out, and he speaks with no accent or anything, it was a shock. It seemed very strange to just have him. Hello, I'm Benicio del Toro. I'm going to be a Wolfman later. It, <laughs> it was. It was. It was even weirder that he called him himself his own name and said he was In the going movie. to be a Wolfman. <laughs> that was the strangest part. He really revealed a lot right there. <laughs> or then was this was like one of those Peter Jackson intros again? Yeah. Hello, I'm Benicio del Toro. <laughs> I will be a wolfman. I'm going to be a wolfman. I like to eat things. I <laughs> know, uh, but I have to say, when I when it first started, I was like, "Holy crap! This looks like Zorro type B movie." It didn't. 
to me, I was like, this looks like shit. This looks like garbage. What is what? going on? And then, but hold on. And then as it went in and they started showing a little bit more of the the actual Wolfman and the tra- uh, the transformations look really cool. Um, yeah. But then it falls off again at the end of the trailer when that chick is hiding against the tree. going, <laughs> And then she goes to run and the stupid. Oh, wolf, I thought that was awesome. I, yeah, I was kind of like, like she moved, the second she moves, it's like his wolf senses are like attuned to her. Oh, there, the, there she is. I'm going to grab her. Maybe I just totally. kind of saw that coming. I that was done awesome. that before. I, yeah, yeah, looks okay. Watch this. Jaded you, man. Go ahead. You're different. Go ahead, Christian. What? Oh, go ahead. Okay, I'm going to go then. Uh, yes, I don't, I, I, instead of making just comments while everyone else is talking, you take the floor and say something. Looks like right a now. Trailer <laughs> to me. And lots of fighting in it. Um, the the one part uh, where they show him strapped into the chair in front of that, I guess it's kind of like looks like a medical committee or something like that. Oh lunch. shit! You took the part I was going to say. <laughs> well, then you take it. Take over. I should I should have went. No, go go. Now and and he's basically and he starts to transform. He goes, "I'm going to kill you." You know, da da da. And then basically, yeah, it breaks free of his restraints and and goes after everybody like in the middle of like downtown London. I'm hoping right. that's not a dream sequence. That actually happens because that looks pretty fucking badass. Totally, to- obviously, I totally agree. That I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the tr- uh, traditional Universal monsters. You know, uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman. I actually saw this. Um, I don't know what it was uh, on uh, an Inglorious Bastards. I think I saw this trailer. So, um, and I, I think. Uh, while unexpected, Benicio del Toro is a stroke of brilliance casting. I think, um, you know, when he comes into that and it's like his brother or something dies, you know what I mean? And it, and he's just got his kind of deep voice and shit. I'm like, uh oh, this movie's about to get some fucking serious, you know what I mean? And he goes out there and you know hunting for him, and then you know, I just thought I was like, I was all over this thing. I thought it kicked fucking ass. I do. I th- I, I agree. I I, th- I thought I really liked the look of this. I thought the the Wolfman. Uh, the, I mean, granted, we didn't see too much of him, but the uh, the transformation scenes. And just sort of, I mean, I love the requisite, you know, scene of him howling at the moon. It's got just such a, like such a fucking awesome, like macabre look to it, like a, a bit of a throwback to the old, uh, you know, the classic monster movies, uh, but also with a kind of a, a new slickness to it. I mean, and, and I do, I did, I dig the, any chance that people try to make of the, the those old universal monster movies. Cause I mean, you got to remember Fans of the Atomic Geeks podcast, I actually enjoyed Van Helsing. So this this sort of shit is up my up my alley. So uh, I thought this was I thought this looked like uh, a lot better than what I expected when I was like, oh, a new Wolfman movie. And then when it delivered this, I thought it kind of brought the goods. Yeah, as long right. as it doesn't have any resemblance to uh, Jack Nicholson's turn as the the Wolfman, I think we're in good shape. Yeah, that was just terrible, eh? Like that fucking movie. No, Jesus. But Michelle Pfeiffer too, right? And I mean, yeah. horrible. You talk about talk about. A, did you I say Pfeiffer? Obviously, Pfeiffer. That's how I pronounce her name. She's um, she's pa sexy. She's pa, she's pa fucking hot. Um, uh, you know, I talk about on paper good movie, but horrible disappointment. The one but thing I, in this tra- in this trailer that looked pretty cool is when it looks like they're putting them through sort of those witch trials and they're dunking them under the ice water and stuff like that and they're kind of like Yeah, that was neat too. To survive. That looks pretty decent and like I'm not going to say it's it it looks like a horrible trailer because there were some hooks in it like that one that will get me to the theater, but I just thought it started out a little bit weak and and then it it got a little bit better as the trailer went on. Yeah, just you know the other the other thing I thought. Sorry, Christian. Um, the other thing I thought is I I thought 
I think DJ mentioned this to me, but anytime Anthony Hopkins is fighting fucking uh, monsters or whatever, that dude was made to pay that, play that role. And I, yeah, again, perfect casting. You know the guy to get, and he totally brings it together. I thought that was uh, his, he, his bits were really. He good brings too. like a sort of a touch of class to this B movie uh, material. You know what I mean? He's like you know putting Christopher Lee in uh, the the Star Wars films or the Lord of the Rings. Like he's just the he's got that well trained theatrical actor that just can deliver this sort of you know B fantasy type film. Uh, genre and br- elevate it and then like you know what I mean so it's a, and he just fits those movies for some reason but, so it's not but how many how many times can he do it before he's no longer elevating it and then you're just like well here's Anthony Hopkins he's in Zorro again or the Wolfman or Vampire Jones or whatever you want to call it there's there's so many times that a top tier you know classical trained actor can be in these B films and eventually he's just going to be a B film actor well, I mean, I don't I think I, I really don't think this is going to be B film because it doesn't look like B film quality. There's no question about that. I think it this looks probably of the recent spat. I mean, when I'm when I say recent and probably using the last 15 years uh, to me, this looks like the strongest of Bram Stoker's Dracula and Kenneth Branagh's terrible fucking Frankenstein remake with Robert De Niro. That was awful. Yeah. But like Horrible. this, I think one looks like it has the most promise to it. And it's like the Wolfman really almost never had his due in a film yet. Like he's been in movies before, but the, you know, uh, Frank and Dracula have ha- always been had the sort of more revered films. So this one looks like he's finally going to get his due a little bit because it looks pretty kick ass. Yeah. Hey, wait, wait, wait a second. The Wolfman was in, uh, was it monster, uh, Monster Club, where uh, the little kid kicked him in the nards. That was a pretty big uh, moment in film history for the Monster Wolfman. Squad. <clears throat> Monster Wolf- Squad. Wolfman has nards. Um, <laughs> that's a good movie, actually. Um, I know. I'm, I'm, I mean, as far as perfect, I'm still weirdly unsold by Benicio del Toro. I mean, it's, sometimes I feel like I have oh. never really seen him act in a movie, but I've seen him in a ton of movies. You know, like I remember him from The Usual Suspects. I remember him from Snatch. But I, 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 and he was even in Sin City, but I don't really remember his performance. So now it seems like this, for me personally, almost like it's the first time he's ever headlined a movie, like a big movie, more mainstream than he, any other movie he's done before. It probably is, though, when you think yeah. about it, because he's, he's been, I don't want to say relegated, maybe by choice. He's done things in, like, he's really fucking good in traffic, if anyone remembers that. He was, I think he won the Academy Award oh, for and that. Oh, right. Las Vegas, he was awesome in that, too. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he's been good, but you're right. This is, it's sort of unfamiliar to see Benicio Del Toro headlining a picture of this size. So it's a little like, wait a minute. Yeah, like yeah. no makeup and no kind of like strange character. It's a pretty straight-laced individual. You know what I mean? That could be what it is, what I'm saying. When he comes out just speaking normal with normal hair and he's not doesn't have an accent, you're just like, what? He's not playing a character? Like what is – why is he just there? I, but I agree with Downs. I think it's a kind of a very interesting choice. I mean like uh, of actors, you know I mean? Because, you know – Count Dracula, the fucking front wolf, uh, the Wolfman is not. He does not need to be like this suave, sexy, debonair person. You know, the Wolfman's just some dude that gets bit by a wolf and runs around in teared clothing. Like, you know, so, but we don't really have a preconception as to who the actor needs to be for Wolfman. Yeah. The only thing I got to say about this movie, if it has, 
a uh, basically where a scene where the Wolfman goes ape shit, a la American Werewolf in London, then it's a win whenever a friggin' film for me. <laughs> well, Chris, I, I'm gonna guess if they they're making a fucking Wolfman movie in 2009, there has got to be about 10, 12 scenes of ape shit wolf crap. Like there has to I be, man. So. Yeah, I heard there's a couple scenes too where uh, Hugh Jackman ru- screams in the air and runs at him from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> Always with Wolverine, guys. It's like we're like twenty episodes past that now. We still can't drop Wolverine. There was a Wolverine movie. <laughs> yeah, let's make a Lee Schreiber joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, that's going to do it for the first installment of uh, of Trailer Talk. This is episode is to be continued. Uh, listen next Friday as we continue our talk and pick up more trailers. If I can say talk and trailer more times in that sentence, I probably would have. Uh, This is Andrew for the Atomic Geeks. Good night. You've just listened to another episode of the Atomic Geeks. Visit us at theatomicgeeks.com. Production by Andrew Bloom. Title track by Don't Look Down. Okay, so you're going to need to give me a minute until you see me back online, okay? I'm going to hang up and look at pornography. Okay.